Hey, and welcome to Open House Party, where we answer all your real estate questions and concerns. This is Chris Hawker-Smith with Lynch Rigsby Realty and Auction right here in Franklin County, home of Tim's Ford Lake. Today in episode two, my guest is Laura Medley. She's a local lender here in Franklin County at Citizens Tri-County Bank, and we are set to discuss the loan process. So, Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. You know, again, um, I'm, again, I'm. She's telling on me for for everyone that's listening. This is the second time Laura and Laura and I have been in here. Uh, the first time we had a great discussion about the loan process. I think we did a great job on the podcast, but there was one issue. I might not have hit record. But Laura didn't remind me to hit record. It's not so, our fault. I don't, I'm going to blame it on Laura. Yeah, it it couldn't be the host I'm fault. The closest. She's the closest. The it wasn't recording. So. so we're going to have episode two for the second time. So in episode one, Laura, we discussed home buying mm-hmm. and some of the first steps. Uh, if you're a first-time home buyer or just a first steps for home buyers in general. Mm-hmm. And one of those first steps, and in, in my opinion, the first step is to go and talk to a, a bank. bank. You need to go to the bank and talk about pre-qualification. Ask the questions. So that's why I brought Laura in today is she's going to talk about what the bank is going to be asking for and some of the questions, some of the things you're going to have to do, mm-hmm. what the process looks like, because you need to get that lined up before you start really looking for homes. Now, we mentioned in podcast one, you can still call a real estate agent. Call me. First thing I'm going to do is send you to the bank. So I'm going to hand this over to Laura for a minute, and she's just going to take over. We are recording this time. So, Laura, someone has just called me. They are looking for a home. They're excited about buying a home. They tell me all the specifics, Mm -hmm. and we're excited. Okay. But I have to send them to the bank first so we can get some pre-approval going on because in the real estate world, if I'm making an offer, the agent that has the home listed, the first thing they're going to ask for is prequal letter. Mm-hmm. So you talk about that for us okay. for a minute. Okay. So you send your customer into the bank. Um, one of the first things the bank is going to talk with them about is how much money are we looking at? Um, how much money have you saved? Do you have a down payment? Um, once we start, and I'm, this is an application process, we're going to ask all these questions. What is the sales price? Uh, what are you looking at borrowing? Which is going to tell the banker, the lender, what the loan's going to be. How now, let me ask you. Let me interrupt oh, you right oh, quick. Quick. We'll interrupt each other a lot. Well, but I'm good at that. Sometimes I may send them before there's a a, a suggested price. And when they come in, that is that is where I start at the top. We will look at their income. I'll ask what their monthly income is, what their salaries are. I want to see consecutive employment. 
for two years. Doesn't have to be at the same employer, but we don't need big gaps. We don't need six months of, oh, I didn't work. Okay, so that's a red flag for, for underwriting processes. Um, sometimes there's an explanation, and that comes later. So we're going to want to see what they qualify for. So based on, could be one individual, it could be an individual, and it could be joint income, it could be two. I can then back into that and determine what they can afford each month, which leads you to what they're qualified for. And then that helps me because it closes the window down on the price range that we can search for. Mm-hmm. I mean. Well, and if they don't know, if they're first-time home buyers, and they're not, not everyone is savvy to what, they're, what they need to spend something like that they may they may see something that's bigger than maybe what they need or they just don't know that they could afford a three hundred thousand dollar house right it could go either directions one they are cruising around they would love to have this house they look at it they looking on zillow or maybe mm-hmm. uh, a website a real estate website and they think wow i'd love to have that house and then they find out well it may be a little too expensive mm-hmm. Or they may be looking at homes and then realize, hey, wait a minute, we could afford a little bit more. So that could go either. It's a good investment if, if all the things line up. And another important thing they need to know, and they may not be there when they come to inquire about it the first time, is a down payment. I've had many interviews where they've not saved any money. They just want to go get a loan. And those loans are out there. I'm not going to get into those details um, on all the different types of loans because there are so many. Um, but they, I think it's always good practice to have a down payment and cash on hand if you're looking to buy a home. Another important thing, another thing we're going to start with, and it may not happen right then, is, guys, have you got credit? Have you established credit? Do you know what your credit score is? Because I want to see credit at least, some bankers may not, For me, 650 or greater. That's a credit score of 650 or greater. That takes a little time to achieve. I've seen credit scores as high as 823. I've seen credit scores as low as 433. But you're not going to get financing with a credit score under that 640, 620 mark. Again, there are different programs that would support different scores. I'm not getting into that. I'm just giving you a range. And a better credit score probably would affect the interest rate also. The better your credit score, the better pricing you will receive. So if if I'm young and I'm listening now, extremely important to work on that credit score. And ask saving some, that money. Saving that money. Don't buy that toy if you want that house. Yeah, if you're looking for a house, the side-by-side is probably out of the question. And the boat. The boat. I know it's fun. (laughs) The new car. I know you're living at home with mom and dad. But if you want to get out on your own, just think about those things. And those things, you can go sell a side-by-side and pocket fifteen grand and have a down payment. That's true. And the market right now, at least in real estate, you got to save a little more. Mm -hmm. And your credit score is going to be a little bit better because the first-time home buyer – or entry-level homes, whatever you want to call, they are expensive now. I mean, I'm looking. 
I'm looking at uh, you know, twelve hundred square foot homes could be two hundred thousand dollars. I mean, uh-huh. so you're looking at what are you thinking on the down saving five percent? Uh, at a minimum, I mean, there again, there are programs out there, but I think a safe place to start would be five percent down, and you know that's ten grand. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. A lot, a lot of us just don't have ten grand laying around. Right, right. Unless we intentionally. Yep. And there's save a plan. Because you know, wow, I, we can waste money. Boy, you can really though. You can really if you think about it and you have it pulled out of that check automatically and put into a savings account. Save it quick. Yeah, you'll think about it. It might mean you don't eat out every single mm-hmm. weekend. It might mean you don't go by the side by side, or it may mean you don't vacation for two summers. But if your plan is to buy that home, mm-hmm. because maybe, like you said, you're getting out of mom and dad's home, possibly, mm-hmm. or you could just be you just got married. Mm-hmm. It could be it's- you're expecting another child, and you got to get a bigger house mm-hmm. with another room. So there's a lot of factors involved, and... Mm-hmm. It takes some money. Mm-hmm. So definitely start saving now. Yeah. yeah. That's going to just give you some breathing room, too, because you're going to need things when you buy that house. You're going to need furniture and uh, utilities and a lawnmower. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just homeownership. Insurance. And I, Yeah, and I talk to all these, especially the young people are my favorite, because sometimes they just don't know, and I feel like a little teacher in class. Right. And then, especially when they listen, and then they go do it, and you see it happen. And they're so excited. And they're so excited. And they're saying, guess who taught me how to do this? (laughs) And they cry. And And then they bring you stuff. Yeah. Okay, we're probably pushing it now. Send you pictures. They tell us how awesome we are. Yeah. No, it's fun. It is great to sell that first home, or Mm -hmm. it's just in general, I love selling homes. I know you do. Getting folks in there and seeing the excitement. I do, too. I like being on the – and then sometimes it's hard because – when you do tell them, no, you're not ready, you're not there yet, you know, here's what it takes to get you there. They may have had some dings on their credit that we have to talk about. Right. You know, and I try to help them and guide them with that. They may be self-employed, and that's a big thing. If you're self-employed, you need to make sure you're showing some income. So we, I don't want to get too much into that. I'm not an accountant. But underwriters want to see it in black and white. Gotcha. You know, back in the old days, you could just say, hey, I make this. Okay, sign here. Oh, times have gotta changed. Got to be able to, got to be able to prove it. And like you said, sometimes you do have to say, "I'm sorry," but maybe in three to six months to a year, mm-hmm. and they'll appreciate that. They will. I mean, they will come back there just because we were truth, truthful with them and honest with them. They come back and maybe use me again to find them a home. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to call me and say, "Sorry." Uh, but her lender right now said it's not a, the best time, and I'm going to say, awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. I I want you to be happy after you bought the home and not, you know, just married to it. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is, like you say, there's more that comes along with just the house payment. Mm-hmm. Interest mm-hmm. and the insurance, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, the insurance, taxes, Maintenance. Maintenance. We we forget about maintenance. Yeah. Things tear up 
Oh my goodness! I, I just replaced a washer and dryer, yep. and and you've not had that. No, no. For so, for so everyone say, that's yeah. listening out there, let me. I don't know if you agree or not, but apparently my wife thinks that if a washer goes down, then you can't just go buy a washer because the dryer apparently has to match. They won't so <laughs> the dryer worked fine. But it was a different color than the washer. Different so, name on it. Different name on it. Didn't match. It just didn't look good in the laundry room. And so, guess what? We bought a washer and a dryer, and they match. Mm-hmm. And I just gave away the dryer. Yeah. So, spent a little extra money, but things happen. Refrigerators go bad. Yes. Central heating. That's uh, another one. HVAC units, central heat and air, yes. they go bad. We're looking at that's seven thousand dollars mm-hmm. right there. You so an older home windows. Windows need replaced. Roof. Mm-hmm. Now I see that a lot when I'm showing homes. Mm-hmm. The first thing we look at is the age of the roof, the age of the unit, mm-hmm. the windows, yep. because those can be expensive. So if the unit is, let's just say the unit's fifteen years old, you need it's to be thinking end. about <laughs> in the next five years. Uh-huh. You're probably going to need a unit if you look at the roof, and it's been you're looking at a 1995 home, and the roof's never been replaced. You're going to be, you know, if you get a leak, you're going to have to replace the roof. So it's things like that we just we don't think about. We get so excited about buying the house, and then all of a sudden there's maintenance, and there's landscaping, and there's yard manicuring, and uh-huh. so those are discussions that we have with buyers coming in when they come in to talk to the bank about mm-hmm. needing a loan because we don't want to bury you no, in a house payment. And I don't want to get into to debt-to-income ratios and all that, okay? But I do look at that, and I, and I can, depending on what that ratio comes out, I'm, I'm going to know immediately, this would strap man. They've right. got two car payments, and they've got this and this and this. And they've got rent right now of X amount. This mortgage is going to double that, say. They're going to need to get some debt paid off or downsize something. You know, there are all kinds of different scenarios that it just talking helps. And I'm good at talking. Yeah, we're both good at yeah. running our mouth. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's right. So, and, my, and a lot of times you have to have a lifestyle, a lifestyle change. Oh, yeah. I mean, you buy a house got the payments and the bills and electric bill and gas bill and water bill that just comes in and you got to change some lifestyle habits going out every single weekend and spending money and doing it changes a little bit budgets work budgets and i'm gonna get someone to come in on a different episode and talk about budgets because man i could go on for another hour or two about budgeting i could too budget but maybe just come back one day and we talk about budgets. I need to talk, too, about 401K, teaching these kids. How to invest. Uh, I guess because I have kids. I'm right. That age and just investing. Anyway. And, and, and I got a friend of mine that's a big-time investor. And Good. I think I may have him come in and talk mm-hmm. some about. But Yeah, they need to know all that. But anyway, the on the banking end, the big, the important things are credit, credit. Because they come in and they don't have any, or they've had one little small credit card and they don't have a balance on it, and they may have that. That'll usually give you like a 
sometimes they fall in the low 600s. And that may not get you what, what you want and the best pricing. So um, establishing credit is important, saving money, knowing what, you're, what you qualify for before you go into the buying process. And then after you visit the bank, you can call me back mm-hmm. or call your agent back. Mm-hmm. And then you can discuss this is the price range and I want three bedrooms or two baths and then we can get into all the details and I can get in in the area you want to live in and the bank has pre-qualified you for a home I know the amount mm-hmm. and we'll start making visits to homes and we'll start looking and when we decide on one mm-hmm. and we decide okay we got a three bedroom two bath you wanted a little brick home and you wanted a two-car garage, maybe, and this falls in your price category, perfect. Now, we're going to write the offer up. We're not going to get into the whole offer process. No. But we're going to write the offer up, and you're going to go back and talk to the bank, and they're going to discuss with you the next steps. Mm -hmm. The next steps, we've got that fully What's it called? Fully executed contract. Fully executed contract. Fully. And Everybody not, signed it and agreed upon. We're it. not going to send it to you until it's. I mean, we're not. We just don't gonna, want it until it's. We ever, don't want it until it's all. We don't want four signed. five amendments. Well, I tell you what. When it's binding, we will send it over to you. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you're not even going to look at it if it's not signed. And then anyway, that's when but, the no. But that's when the bank will will start the wheels rolling. And of course, if they've already pre-approved you, all the application, all those things are generally in place then that starts the ball rolling with early disclosures because the consumer has a right to know what it's going to cost them. Right. Before you order appraisals, before you order title work and spend money, the consumer is disclosed the cost of doing the loan. Uh, The bank will disclose up front before appraisals and title work is ordered the cost of doing the loan, i.e. the fee, the bank fee which is the origination typically, um, cost of appraisal, attorney's fees, recording fees, you know, an estimate on home owners, escrows, all those things. So we send you the contract, Mm -hmm. the binding contract. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we get the ball rolling. Ball rolling. You'll give them those numbers. Mm -hmm. They say yes or no. They say yes or no. And then. Then we're at the mercy of the appraiser. At the mercy of the appraiser. We wait on that appraisal. We can close in 30 days, typically, Chris. 45 has been your trend in the last few years based on the volume. But I'm seeing everything's zero back into 30 days. So. Yeah, appraisers are getting caught up. Uh-huh. Uh, now, one thing that holds it up sometimes with the appraiser, on my end, if they're and usually there is a home inspection. Oh, yeah, something has to be repaired. So what I like to, to accomplish first is get the home inspection complete. And then if the seller and the buyer can work out the repairs, mm-hmm. if there are repairs, if we can work that out and we got the green light for repairs and that's signed, then I'm going to call the bank back and say, hey, green light to order the appraiser. Exactly. The appraisal. And that's, I've, with my experience through the years, that's usually been within a 10-day window. So that's, yeah, it happens or less. pretty quick. The, because, go ahead. Go ahead. But what, I, what, I, what has happened before 
And what I don't like to happen is we can't reach an agreement on repairs. That happens. Sometimes I'll get the repair list back and they say, nope, yep. you know, it's too many or it's too severe. And then when I call the bank and tell them the deal's done, they've already, the appraisal's already been ordered or done. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually it doesn't happen that quick, but I always like within that window to say, hey, we've worked out the repairs. Let's order the appraisal, and yeah. that's the next bump we gotta, yep. we and have to get over. Usually realtors do such a great job with pricing that with the, with the market or the, the area that appraisals have been pretty – good luck with all that you know every now and then you'll get one lower but it's not often right and that's a whole nother podcast oh, yeah. and we're going to talk about that in a different mm-hmm. podcast when that appraisal or we just need to name it when that appraisal comes in low and then we'll go oh because <laughs> that'll be my sound <laughs> oh. i know and i've often said i love my job but i i really admire my realtor friends because how stressful oh, I mean, it's, it's hard when you have to tell somebody no they can't buy a home but Getting in the middle of all that contract. Oh, and you have to tell the seller that it didn't appraise, then um, mm. yeah, tears come to your eyes almost. But yeah, I gotta make that but it, it can be renegotiated, and we've worked them out before. It doesn't happen much, like you say, because mm-hmm. uh, real estate agents, we are pretty good at working comps mm-hmm. yeah. and doing uh, market analysis and mm-hmm. getting pretty close to what the house is worth, and appraisals usually come in really within a few thousand dollars. Yeah, and all my appraiser friends have the best attitude. It's all about attitude. Just yeah, loving this, your job and yeah. having the good attitude this and, and work, wanting work things to work, right. right. So anything else you want to add? We've covered a lot for these folks to digest on episode two. Making sure the income supports what they want to buy. Establish credit. Hopefully a down payment. There are things out there if you don't have one. Save the money, though, because there's, there would still be fees. There would still be. Did you hear that? That was not my cell phone going off in the middle. Is that a pager? Sounds like a pager. Hey, I remember the days we had pagers. <laughs> you were out of, were you they out of high school yet? Called it a beeper. It's just beeper. Yeah. No, I wasn't out of high school <laughs> yet. We are getting off the. We're going to let people know how old we are on here. I look young on the picture so you look young on all your pictures there, yeah on all my pictures since they're old pictures i guess <laughs> trying to fake everyone out so benjamin button benjamin yes at least it didn't happen at church you know that's when it uh, so it happened on the podcast yes. you know what i'm not gonna delete it out either you know it's, we, we real around here aren't we laura we're real we sure are we're gonna wrap this up laura unless you got anything else you want to add but uh, oh, i've had fun Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. And I hit record this time, so we know this time it's going to work. So I want to end with the fact that if, if you're thinking about buying, go check out a bank. Maybe it be your local lender. You may have your own bank. If you don't, try Citizens Tri-County Bank. But go get pre-qualified first and let them talk to you about the process and if you're looking for a real estate agent, you can call me, Chris Hawksmith, with Lynch Rigsby Realty and Auction right here in Franklin County, Tennessee, home of Tim's Ford Lake. Check me out on Facebook, Instagram, or visit my website at 
chrishawkersmith.com. Thank you for visiting with us today, and I hope you enjoyed episode two. And thank you, Laura, for coming in again.